everybody. Welcome back. I'm trying to say something new. I need like a... Why? Woohoo! I don't know. It's your thing. Okay. Alright. We're back. Episode number oh. 10. Wow. We're in double digits. Double hey. digits. Look at us go. And I still can't get the thingy on the mic. <laughs> Do you need a minute? Should we pause? No. Alright. We'll just cool. do a weird little noise for a second. Sorry, viewers, listeners. Oh, okay, we're good. We just lost all of our followers. Just so. <laughs> got to episode ten. Like, <laughs> episode ten, double digits, and then there was a mic noise. It was weird. Lost all the followers. Um, all right, welcome <laughs> back, everybody. This is episode ten and part two of our three part, where we are digesting the video that inspired this whole podcast. The world. The- <laughs> at least the 265 <laughs> likes and 120 comments you had. That's Nailed how many it. people that were inspired on Facebook alone. 265 likes? Yeah. Actually, there was it was 8,000 views. Wow. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. 46 shares, 120 comments, and probably 267 likes because it always says, like, John, Jacob, and 265 people mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. But John, that's Jacob, it. I like that. Thank you. I've never been that... Well received, yeah, like that. Always that well received by me. Stop. Do it again. So no. <laughs> <laughs> so to recap, about three months ago, KJ put out a uh, video, uh, kind of talking through how she was dealing with and processing a lot of the stuff that was happening after the George Floyd. Uh, incident kicked off a lot of movements and activity in the Black Lives Movement and equality for all and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so the last episode we talked about her number one uh, temper tantrums of um, today, what's happening and understanding what might have led up to that, right. where we are and where we might go from here. Uh, this one is going to be number two. You talked about good cop, good cop, bad cop. Good cap, bad cap. Good caps. Apparently you didn't even bust. That's probably a terrible Boston accent. Sorry, y'all. awful. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, I don't. You've been there. <laughs> I literally no context. Yeah, I think what's the like one thing where it's like car keys, like khakis, like khaki pants. Khaki. That's probably as close as I could ever get. You gotta get. watch Just... that, that uh, commercial with like, uh, what is it, Chris and like, it's basically like a, it's a, I'm doing an You're awful doing job. <laughs> so watch that commercial, guys, with Chris. No, it's Captain America. What's that guy's name? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's him and another comedian and another comedian. Yeah. And it's a car commercial. And they're basically like, oh, like the khakis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. All right. They're, so. It related. I just couldn't get it out. Like, I literally was like, I got I was so excited. Stuck on who was in the commercial. I forgot to actually explain it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna watch that and study up for my Bostonian accent. Uh, we did just lose all of our. <laughs> this was it was a really nice run with you, KJ. Thanks for coming over for dinner. Um. So, anyways, uh, so number two, she's talking about good cops and bad cops. Yes. And uh, this one, um, what you were talking about is how I'll let you get into the whole like just what we've done a disservice to people and whatnot. But I think what was so critical for me as a takeaway from this portion of your video was talking about, um, like, good doctors, bad doctors. Like, you can be good or bad at your job, Mm -hmm. but, like, being a good cop or a bad cop, that's more related to being a good or bad person. Person. And, like, one of the ramifications of being a bad 
person. Right, right, right. Like, I can be bad at my job, and the worst thing that happens for me is, like, product doesn't get delivered on time. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's got the wrong package or mm-hmm. something. Like, okay, the world didn't end. Nobody died. Right. I don't think I could kill somebody. I don't know. I don't think I could. Our late night thoughts. But so it was just like, you know, it's such a fundamental con- a f- fundamental difference to understanding good and bad, being good or bad at your job, and being a good or bad person. So I'll let yeah. you kind of recap kind of where you came from for that. But yeah. I, that's what I want to know. I like those glasses on you. Those Thanks. Nice. They're not clear, but... No, they, they shave your face well. Thanks. Um, yeah. Dropping compliments today. Um, yeah, so the point that I was getting at is the argument at the time, right? And actually, honestly, still kind of happens now, is... People are so quick to try to, like, generalize, but then they get mad when you generalize, which I think is really funny. (laughs) Well, not all white people hate all black people, and not all cops are bad cops, and it's like, sure, right? I I agree with, I'd say, 98% of the generalizations that I hear, but the point of that was to get people to understand that, like, there are certain types of people that take certain types of positions and we don't do a good job of handling those certain types of people that take advantage of that position, right? Mm -hmm. So my example was, you know, we don't generalize good doctors versus bad doctors as like, well, they don't kill other patients and these ones don't, right? Like, we don't do that. When we say a good doctor versus a bad doctor, we are just like, yeah, that guy, he made a recommendation. I don't really know if it's 100% sure. Like, I'm going to go get a second one, right? Or like... This person's good at cutting hair versus not good at cutting hair, right? Like, these people aren't, like, traditionally... They're not, like, setting out to give you a mullet. Correct. Yeah, like, <laughs> right? Sorry for all of our mullet people. Or, worst case, to try to kill you, right? Right. Like, and so, I think the point that people were missing, and they still kind of are, why you get such, like, strong feelings when you bring up, like, Blue Lives Matter, is because you're generalizing an entire group of people that have people inside of that that are bad like they're just straight up bad people and unfortunately you have bad people or you have a job that attracts a lot of bad people and the consequences for their actions are you took a life Mm -hmm. right like that's the one thing in the world that you cannot replace right right like my hair will grow back I can go to a different doctor right I can buy a different car right Mm -hmm. if I get a bad car right you can't replace a life so what I was getting at is that we need to do a better job of having better consequences for bad people. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop being like, well, let's do all of this for all the cops or let's not do all of this for all the cops because most people, that's what they want to do, right? Right. And I'm not going to get in the whole like defund the police or not defund the police because I don't really want to get into that. That's a rabbit hole and a half. But the point that I was making at that point in time, because that wasn't brought up at that point in time, mm-hmm. was that... You don't get to walk around and not have consequences for your actions, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's being a good person or a bad person. Let's take your job title. Let's take what you do. Let's take your, however you, you know, make a living off the table. The the example that I used was if I go and I, like, hurt a neighbor or or kill somebody or whatever, like, I'm going to go to jail, right? I'm going to be tried. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to have a sentence. Maybe it's life. Maybe it's however many years with no parole, yada, 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 right? We don't have that in place right now Mm -hmm. for... Um, cops who take lives we have very loose structures based off of states and cities and towns and offenses Mm -hmm. right and a lot of these bad people I don't even want to say bad cops these bad people that happen to be cops they have a rap sheet of being a bad person Mm -hmm. right I don't get to have a rap sheet of being a bad person in society for for the most part 
right? There has to be some sort of reform. There's some sort of, you did this, this is your punishment, now here you're on the other side of it, this was your rap sheet. We missed that. And so that was really kind of the point that I was getting. I don't know if people got that from it, but a lot of people resonated with the fact of like, I wasn't just trying to side with cops or not side with cops, right? right? Because that's not the point. I think people don't understand that. There's no, that might be somebody's point, but in the grand scheme of things, we all want the exact same thing. We all just want justice, however that is. We want there to be some sort of system in place that when a bad person does something bad, they are no longer allowed to do that thing that they did before. Right. Do you think that part of it, I start to go like, defensive and attack at the same like it's so easy and there's so many ways to go and if you you know actually take a second to like listen to all these different sides you can go almost down any way Mm -hmm. so I almost wonder like are they protected because of this like brotherhood of the cops like is that why they're there aren't a lot of consequences because it's kind of a protect your own like okay we know they did something bad but like on behalf of all cops, like, we got your back, bro. Like, sure. Is... I mean, like, I can't speak enough to it. I I don't have enough family members that were cops. I have a lot of family members that served. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can only speak from, like, that camaraderie and that, like, whatever. But from what I've heard, because I do have friends that, like, I got uh, a friend that's on, that works for the St. Paul Police Department. I got a friend that's a firefighter for St. Paul. I've got friends, like... We know people that work in, you know, close to where we used to live. I, I Pretty much I got a lot of friends that are cops in various mm-hmm. places, right? From what I've gathered to not speak about something that I don't know entirely, there is a sense of protect each other. Mm-hmm. Now, I have heard, and this is from the words of this particular person, and I'm not going to, like, say their name or anything, that they have had within their own station situations where like a cop will see someone else doing something that's out of line mm-hmm. and they will report that person and then that person ends up being harassed retaliation right and it's like how dare you you know you're supposed to stick up for us you're supposed to do right. this right so like they've experienced that and they've been kind enough to share that with me again i don't want to generalize right. but it's kind of hard to not feel like that's probably some sort of mm-hmm. you know unspoken thing right right that that, that boom bond right, right. That they have, or it's like, you know, we got to protect each other. I think some people just are a little bit more extreme with it than others. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to what kind of person are you, right? Because I know pl- all my friends are good people. Mm-hmm. And do I think that they would just, like, recklessly take a life? Absolutely not. And I would believe enough in, like, our relationship and my time knowing them and growing up with some of these guys that if they saw something, they would say something, mm-hmm. right? But again, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not. I don't live in that ecosystem. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So on the surface, my answer to your question would be yes, absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. that there are, there are some weird, invisible things that are protecting each other that they're using to protect each other. But my rational, logical side of me is like, well, I don't want to make. I don't want to jump through that hoop because sure. I don't know for sure. Well, that's funny. When I was young, I remember. Yeah. Everybody gets pissed when like the cop goes speeding by, or like yeah. Now when the cops holding a cell phone, like I'm like, why do you get to hold? Or a on cell the phone? computer. And the yeah, yeah, like you yeah. know, I mean, the, we all, we've all seen them do something we yep. wish we could do. Yep. And I remember thinking like, I'm gonna be a cop just so I can be the cop that like arrests cops, and then <laughs> somebody being like, you're not gonna make it very long. Like, yeah. You're gonna have nobody that's, to back yeah, you. Like that's a good way to get in trouble real fast. Right. So I mean, that's. I imagine there's probably some truth to that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're a cop, feel free to pull over cops for speeding. I would enjoy that. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, talking to. I don't think you get pulled over. But. 
Major reported. Um, but another thing that I was it was kind of hard is you in your video talked about um, hard for me to process. I should finish that sentence. Um, in your video, you talked about how like even good people can make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Like if you are caught in the wrong moment or something's happening, or even if you can rationalize it in some good way, mm-hmm. um, you know we can all make mistakes or, right. or hurt somebody. And that's where I think I always have a hard time with the cop discussions is that they are so often in positions that I can completely not relate. Yeah, totally. I have never been in a position where I'm chasing somebody, where I'm trying to save somebody, where mm-hmm. I'm, you know, fight or flight is pure chemical reactions mm-hmm. at this point. And so that's where I sometimes wonder, like, were they just a good cop? caught in a bad situation and this was the result and I don't think either of us could ever know that answer and I think sometimes that's probably true sure I think in the nine minute time frame you could probably figure that out so sometimes yes. I'm not defending everybody here no. yeah. but I think that is something that I just I guess We'll never truly know, and I know they go through training, and I know they go through simulation. But yeah, but really, we know they, their training is weak. We know yeah. the simulation; they know it's a simulation. I yeah. mean, they, there's it's never going to be the same thing as a real thing. So mm-hmm. that's where I always am. Just like, can we just cut them a little bit of slack, like just a little? Because like we just we don't. I think know. we do, though. I think we do. I think like as a society before this point, I think that we were pretty lax in general with the police, mm-hmm. right? Like, we know, you know what the etiquette is that you're, when you get pulled over, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the average person, logical, functioning human being, even a child can give you a breakdown. Like, if you get pulled over, what are you supposed to have, mm-hmm. right? Your license, your registration, you say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, right? You keep your hands where they can see, right? We know these things. So, mm-hmm. like, as a society, we are trained, in my opinion, to give them, right? Not necessarily a break, but to be a little lenient on the behavior. It's when the behavior gets excessive and unnecessary is right. when you start to see people really get, where, where situations escalate. And mm-hmm. a lot of these bad people, there's no line. It doesn't matter what you do. You can have your hands on the dashboard. You can have your hands behind your head. You can do, literally there's videos of like people doing exactly what they're told right. and aggression and anger and all these things are still being thrusted upon them, white or black, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? But brutality is brutality. So. To your point, like, yeah, we do kind of have that leniency. I think, like, society society does. We're, mm-hmm. we're taught that at an early age. Like, be compliant, be respectful, listen, right, mm-hmm. answer the questions. But when when are we going to start to recognize that, like, we're missing something fundamental on the other side of that, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, there's not a single person in the world mm-hmm. that ever should be afraid for their lives when they get pulled over. Right. Period. Yeah. And that goes back to bad people. So if you have a job, Right? Let's look at it from like a corporate standpoint. If you have, if you're running a company, and I always go to business because we're both business majors, right? We understand mm-hmm. this. If we're running a company and we realize that our recruiting process keeps attracting a certain type of employee mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the type of employee that we want, what do we typically do? We either try to train the ones that we have, mm-hmm. right? And coach them and grow and move them through a process and then eventually they do what? We either let them go or they get on. And then we tweak our entire recruiting process and we go, we don't need any more of this kind of person because this doesn't fit our business model. This doesn't fit our success and our growth as a company. We need these type of people. So there's something fundamentally wrong with the system in which we are 
hiring mm-hmm. cops if mm-hmm. if that many bad people mm-hmm. are a part of that process, that hiring process, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what I think a lot of people are trying <clears throat> to get across. And then un- unfortunately, the whole like Blue Lives Matter, the co- not all cops are bad. No, but enough of them are. Right. Right? That's the same thing with a company. Not everybody that works for Target is bad, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure if there was enough bad people in Target, we'd figure it out. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> like... We would catch on pretty quick. They're like, hmm, there's something structurally wrong with your organization. That's mm-hmm. what we're what we're saying. So whether that's training, whether that's having stricter requirements than actually becoming a cop. I mean, I've said it. This is before all this stuff happened. Like, I find it very interesting that I had to go to school and get a four-year degree in order to apply for a desk job. <laughs> like, right? Like, what do you think? If I want to work in corporate America, true <clears throat> corporate America, which I have, mm-hmm. I ha- my minimum requirement was a four-year degree in order to literally go sit right. at a desk Right, and brainstorm from nine to five. Why is that not a standard requirement to literally have someone's life mm-hmm. in your hands? Some places there are, right? Mm-hmm. Some require, you know, some college or graduate, not not a lot of them. Right. So that's the problem, right? Is our our vetting process for good, bad people, mm-hmm. that's a natural thing that will happen depending on how difficult a goal is to achieve. Yeah. That's right? True. Like people who are gonna go on to college and gonna go on and do great things are gonna do that mm-hmm. right and I'm taking opportunity and all the like nuances out of the way mm-hmm. they're gonna do that right and I'm not saying that every person that decides to be a cop isn't educated or like whatever but the barrier to entry is a lot lower in mm-hmm. a lot of cities a lot of towns a lot of states than the barrier to entry to get into cor- target corporate right that's a great I don't think many people think that far up the chain Right. You know, we think, like, how do we fix them once they're cops? Right. Fix them. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, how do we fix the problem once they're cops? Or how do we get rid of the problem altogether? Mm-hmm. But to think that far up is a very business mindset. It is. That's, that's where I go to. It's all I know. Like, yeah. So, but if we thought more, if we looked at even individual stations, right? We don't even have to look at, like, uh, an entire, like, all the cops in their entirety, but if we go station by station, town by town, and you put that business plan in place, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that if you had something that was a little bit more rigorous, half those people would weed themselves out, mm-hmm. right? And you would have, you know, a, a way higher group of people that had a strong moral compass, had drive, dedication, was crafty, <clears throat> could could uh, outweigh that fight-or-flight instinct, right? I mean, look at, like, Navy SEALs. Not everybody can be a Navy SEAL, right. but boy, if you make it through to be a Navy SEAL, that's the, that's elite of elite right there. Mm-hmm. You know what you got, right? I mean, look at even the Joint Army or, or a Marines or whatever. Like, there's a vetting process. There's a mm-hmm. mental, physical, everything that you need to go through in order to handle fighting for our country. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have something set in, in place for you to protect our cities, to protect our children, mm-hmm. to protect our elderly? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like that's the issue, in my opinion. So when it goes to like back to the generalization of like, well, not all cops are bad cops. No, I agree with you 100 percent because I know a lot of good ones. I first like single handedly could call a bunch of them right now. Mm -hmm. Right. I even reached out to a lot of them when all this stuff was happening. It was like, hey, how you doing? Right. Right. You doing okay? What? How's your mental health? Right. Right. Because I understand that they're good people, but there's a problem when all the bad people outweigh the good people. Mm hmm. There's a, there's a fundamental issue somewhere. Bad rap. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, what do you think about the concept that like being a cop um, requires that you have like a certain type of mindset or 
I think that's just great. some people think that like you almost have to be a little criminal to think like a criminal or you have to I would agree with that you almost have to be a little bit of anything to be a little bit of anything right <laughs> like sometimes even like in sales like obviously like you got to be a little cunning you got to be a little manipulative in order mm-hmm. to be a good salesperson I think that there are there is some um, truth to that mm-hmm. but I think that some of those skills can be taught mm-hmm. right and I don't think that you need to necessarily be a criminal to catch a criminal it probably helps but like look at like FBI agents right? There's a, they require degrees, they require an excessive amount of, like, time in the field and all these things like that. There's a vetting process for that. Not everybody can be an FBI agent, mm-hmm. right? And I'm pretty sure not every single FBI agent, like, started off with some crazy, set, like, senses where they walk into a room and, like, something's fishy here. Like, no, you probably learned that over time and, right, and had a mentor and all these things like that. And you came up through and you did all the things that you needed to do. I mean, mm-hmm. there's different positions inside of just that system that require more effort than mm-hmm. others to get there. I just don't understand why we don't start that process sooner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there might be something to that. And I mean, and really, I feel like that's come up more lately. And I feel like again, that's a lot of that's a corporate thing, mm-hmm. because I can't tell you how many personality tests I've taken and how many things I've been told I'm more uh, um, adapted to do than other things, mm-hmm. and my strengths and my weaknesses and my core values and my love languages and my this and my that. Right? There's a million things out there. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I'm passionate about. And if I lack something and I truly want to do it and be good at it, I'm going to try to find that skill. I'm going to exercise the best that I can, whether it's a mental or physical, to reach that goal. Mm -hmm. Right? And I feel like same thing applies to being a cop. Maybe you're a little bit more witty and cunning than I am, but I might have more of like the physical capacity to do something or vice versa. But Mm -hmm. guess what? You can get into shape and I can learn Right? How to spot those things and how to think like the person I'm trying to catch. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You will do what you need to do. But, again, it starts at the beginning. If you and I both go and we can, in some cases you can, walk in and literally just sign up, go through an eight-week academy and then you're a cop. Like, that's a problem. Maybe we should do that. (laughs) I don't want to be a cop. I'm good. That would put a whole new spin on this podcast. We'd be like, um... What's those What's those uh, celebrity shows when they go and do stuff like Dirty Jobs and like all those oh. other shows? Like, can we like undercover boss? Like, yeah, like, yeah. There you go. Yeah, we go do these jobs. I for would a day. be such a bad guy. I'd be awful. I'd be I'd be real solid on the. Donuts. I'd be awful. I'd be fast. I could probably catch him. Yeah. But then I catch him and I'd be like, "What do I do now?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just running next to them. Like, what do I do? This day for a run. <laughs> hey, buddy. hey, stop running, please. Okay. No, I think that was that was. Um, I went on a really passionate rant there. I just realized. No, that's good. Actually, I think you did uh, that topic more justice now than in the video. Sure. Because in the video, I think it was just the main takeaway, not just, but the the takeaway I had was, like, just there are bad people and sometimes they're cops. Yeah. And that's different than being... um, no, I've had more doctor. time to think about it also. Yeah, and I'm sure there's been some questions and some follow-up conversation yeah. around it. Yeah. And one thing that I was thinking about, too, is um, just how from, like, an early age, we, like, good cop, bad cop is, like, we all know mom and dad played good cop, bad yeah. cop. Like, we see it in the movies. Yeah. And really, like, you don't really think about it. Like, you know the bad cop is the a-hole and the mm-hmm. good cop is going to, like, sugar you up. But you never really think about, like, what that actually means. That means that some cop is going to go in there and pretend to strike you a deal and what, pretend, I don't know, whatever, try to strike a deal with you. And the bad cop is literally going to go in there and like threaten you, hurt you. I don't know if you believe all the movies, whatever. Right. But like, 
it's actually a bad person. Correct. Like, we are literally saying somebody's going to come in and be a good person. Yeah. Somebody's going to come in and be a, an illegal cop. An absolute dick of a person. <laughs> and we hired them because we knew they were a dick. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like, so we actually, like, we have celebrated. We, like, condone it. Bad cop. Mm-hmm. For quite some time. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I was just like, that's... And then we're surprised when they're actually a bad Yeah, cop. when we grow like, up. <gasps> what? You're not just pretending in the interrogation You're room? You're actual like, bad person? You're actually crazy. <laughs> no, that's actually a good point, too. I never really thought about... Yeah, it's rooted. And, like, I mean, we talked about stereotypes in, like, one of our earlier episodes. And, like, they come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, things get lost through translation and, like, take turns and change and mm-hmm. morph and whatever. But, like, that's a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And that came from somewhere. Right. Right? It... it in my opinion, I think it's a pretty dead on. I don't think it's really gotten too watered down over the mm-hmm. years. Like, but that is a stereotype. Yeah. And we know it. We all know it. Right. Oh, I was just, uh, yeah, I was like. Good hmm. observation. Maybe that's something that I, like, shouldn't use with my kids someday. Like, Good oh, cop, dad's going to be a bad cop. Like, dad's literally going to be the one that throws you across the room. But mom will give you candy. Yeah. I think you did, a, you did a nice job of elaborating on it. And I think it's just really. We clearly don't have the answers for this, but no. I, I hope that, if anything, elaborating on this can just show that, like, one, there's some sympathy to be had for the good people cops, mm-hmm. and then there's some deeper issues that we need to consider when we go jump to conclusions on how to fix the police. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, that that is something, by no means, when I talk, it is clearly, it's purely an idea, it's purely mm-hmm. my opinion, and I'm not claiming to know the answers to anything, but these are just thoughts that I have, right? Mm-hmm. This is why we're doing this. And by no means am I saying, like, defunding, not defunding, doing this, training, whatever is the solution. I'm just a why person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how my brain works. So when I'm thinking about something, I'm like, why are we here? Right. And a lot of times it's like working a problem backwards, which I feel like nowadays people just don't do. They just want to, like you said previously, they just want to yell about everything. Mm-hmm. But they don't actually know why they're yelling. If we took more time instead of yelling at each other, which, I mean, we can get into a whole other wormhole about, like, that's what the media wants us to do to distract us from things that are actually happening, um, and spent more time really working your way backwards, we could probably solve a lot of these things fairly easy, easier than we think we can, mm-hmm. right? Like, the actual task itself is probably not as overwhelming as it sounds, mm-hmm. but nobody does that. And so that's really... Over what a few months that I've had to kind of think about it and and hear other people's opinions on it and listen to like celebrities and not celebrities and locals and actual cops, I've kind of started to process this stuff and that's my thought on it. But in the video at the time, it was like, yeah, it is good versus bad, mm-hmm. right? Period. Job title and no job title. Like, are you a good person? And there is a vetting process for that. Right. There's a quiz for everything nowadays oh yeah what disney princess are you are you a good person or a bad person just put that filter on your face and it'll tell you you don't even need to take the quiz yeah you probably shouldn't be a cop boom you're a villain if you're if that should be the new vetting process if the disney villain pops up you can't be a cop you're done you're finished we just solved all police brutality no but not to be you know because someone out there is going to be all butthurt about like oh cop no I, I love everybody. I think that people, good people want to do good things. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like that their initial thought was setting out to be a cop so they could do good in this world, mm-hmm. to be a doctor, to be a scientist, to be whatever. Like good and bad people, wherever you are, all jokes aside, we just need to do a better job of finding those people that have the right thought process and have the heart to want to do mm-hmm. it the right way. Right. 
And uh, another thing, too, like, I think you, I don't know if it was you I was talking to or someone else, but they brought up a point of, like, what if somebody good actually started in that position and then, like, became jaded over time? That's another flaw in the system. Mm -hmm. If we recognize that there's mental trauma happening to good people and we see a cycle of good people turning to aggressive behavior, Mm -hmm. we need to better serve the police then. We need to better serve those people in those lines of duty, right? Mm -hmm. Because that is a lot to put on somebody. That is a lot of, like, you know, just PTSD. Like, they deal with a lot of stuff. We we understand that when someone goes to war and kills somebody and comes back that they have trauma, they go go to war, air quotes, every day. Right. So why aren't we doing a better job of servicing them? And if we are, I don't know anything about it, right? It's not made to the public very well. And if it isn't, like, it should be mandatory. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard um, one of the podcasts, I can't remember which one I was listening to, but they were saying, like, if somebody kills somebody or if someone dies while they're, like, on duty, there should be, like, a six-month, a yearly, there should be, like, a mental check, mm-hmm. like, how are you doing, right? right? Because you're not the same kind of person anymore. Mm-hmm. And and that just makes sense in life. Like, when we have something traumatic happen to us, it completely rewires how we look at life. Right. When we have family members die, we have pets die, we have whatever. Like, when you lose life or you're around loss of life, like, I remember the first wake I ever went to. Like, seeing a dead body for the first time, I was like, holy cow. I just remember thinking, like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't have, like, I didn't lose a loved one. I was with someone. So, like, it didn't have the same connection, but that changed the way that I looked at life. Right. And I think that we need to do a better job of paying attention to that. So, if we do, so, like, let's say in a best, best, best case scenario, we have a vetting process that's strong, it's great. We have upstanding citizens that are applying for this job. They've made it through this program. Cool. They get ongoing training, ongoing mental health support. We shouldn't really have too much of an issue. Mm-hmm. When you really stop and think about it, when you get all the way down, you water it down, obviously without taking out all the little things, right? You're you have a stressful job. If we're accommodating for that, then you should probably be okay, mm-hmm. right? Like I made it through a program. I know I'm mentally strong enough to start this job. I feel physically strong. I feel well trained. I feel comfortable getting out here to the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I just experienced my first dramatic, crazy thing. I know that in six days I'm going to have my first like therapy session and I know in a six month time I'm going to have a check right like mm-hmm. if there's a outline process for every single individual cop mm-hmm. then we should be able to find and especially through research is this job so demanding mentally that it's turning good people bad mm-hmm. or are we just predestined to just have some really bad people take this job because they're the only ones that can handle it mentally <laughs> right like well and that's what I've kind of been sitting here thinking is like you know, I, I think we're we're making it sound like like you come into this job bad or you come into it good. Like I also think there's like a level of like you can come into it vulnerable. Yeah. Where like you might just be somebody whose history or natural chemistry leaves you open to being molded. Mm-hmm. So all it takes is the right or wrong influence mm-hmm. and suddenly you're making those bad decisions. And mm-hmm. unfortunately who you are couldn't fight that. And yeah. so honestly, like, it might be an example of, you know, a good person turning bad. This job might not have been for you. Right. Or we need to make sure that when, as soon as you get into it, yeah. you're on a healthy track right. to be a good job. Right. And we have that in place. And so, you know, if someone listening, I'd be like, well, how do you do that? 
Corporate America. Like, I, I know people are like, oh, man, I don't like to follow. But there's a reason that Fortune 500 companies are Fortune 500. They have a lot of processes, whether we agree with them or not. Mm-hmm. A lot of those, like, structures and those things, you can take them and kind of use that business plan or that model and mold a lot of these other things like that. But would you argue that corporate America is successful because they have money? Like, we don't. This is really, yeah. this is where like looking defunding the police. And I'm like, yeah. everything we're saying is like, fund the police. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, like, I mean, like, like I said, I didn't want to get into that. But I, from what I've gathered, to answer your question, yes. Like, I'll just say it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's because they have money. Um, They didn't always have money. Some of them started yeah. off with a good chunk of money, <laughs> let's be honest, right? Um, small loan of a million dollars. Um. If, if I'll you, take one of those. If you know, you know. <laughs> anybody wants to small loan us one yeah, million right? Um, But then, again, like I said, didn't want to get into it, but to touch on it briefly, I understand the point of defunding the police. Mm-hmm. Some people, when they say defund the police, they, like, like dead ass are like, take the money away from the cops. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then some people are just saying, put those resources and to the to the people that it makes sense to. Right. And I understand that. It's a reallocation of yes, funds. Yes, right? It is a reallocation fund. So let's take, let's say we have the same dollar amount. Let's say that, like, we don't want to defund, but we don't want to put more money into just police training. Maybe we figure out who are our bad apples. Mm-hmm. Let's completely get rid of them, okay? <laughs> Anybody who's got a rap sheet that's at least a half a page long should probably go. Why are we still holding on to them, for mm-hmm. starters, Right. And then let's actually start to integrate that process of, like, this is a mental health call. This is a non-emergency phone call, right? This is a, right? There's different types of allocations of that money, Mm -hmm. right? Because those things exist already, right? We're not, like, taking the police money and then be like, here, take this. It's like, no, a lot of those things exist. Well, they need more money and more funding, sure, whatever, as they get busy, yada, yada, yada. And then take the money that the budget that you had Mm -hmm. and train the remaining people. Sure. Right? And get them the proper training. The good ones, or the, mm-hmm. not the bad apples, as everybody likes to say. No, no, we're bad apples. Cool. <laughs> get rid of them, right? Keep the good apples, and then keep your budget the way that it is, and train all of them properly. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Now you've got a well-oiled police machine that is working in tandem with all these other support systems that is actually going to, in theory, take the load off of them mm-hmm. and allow them to take the time to train, take the time to get their mental health right. They could even use some of those resources if they want to. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, some of those cops, they do have degrees. Some of them do have degrees in you know psychology and things like that, and they could be cross-trained to handle the situation. Allocate the right cop to the right job, mm-hmm. right? I've got friends that got criminal justice degrees and other degrees. Right? So if you, you get a call and it's like, oh, this would normally go here with Officer Johnson. Well, she's got a degree in both of those things. Mm-hmm. You can put a cop in a psychiatrist. You can put a cop in a whatever, immediate, whatever the situation mm-hmm. pertains to for that particular situation. Sure. Right? So, yes, kind of. To answer your question, mm-hmm. yes, you need the money. But I feel like, again, I, I don't know at all. I'm just mm-hmm. the dunce dunce that goes to work and comes home and doesn't know a whole lot about politics and allocation of money. I just... This is, these are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. How easy or how hard it is to do that, I don't know. Right. In theory, all ideas seem easy until it's time to do them, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what we've talked about, yes, to answer your question, a Fortune 500 company does need some sort of startup money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially what I'm saying is we need to put money in training cops. Mm-hmm. But if we if we want to go with everybody else and be like, well, let's just take the bad ones out, that's, those are less bodies we're paying for. Sure. That's one way to budget cut. Right? Like, 
No, that's, I mean, that's, I'm, I don't even mean to go into the funding and everything, but I just think it's, um, to give the credit that, you know, it's not as simple as, like, just wave a wand and here you go. Right, it's right. like, yeah, it's easy in corporate America when they can just shift their $20 million from here Over to there, here, there and, like, yeah. all right, cool, yeah. <laughs> you know, we fixed recruiting. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> we fixed it. That's exactly what I mean, I work for a billion dollar, billions dollar company and we still can't recruit. <laughs> right? That's, like, everybody's problem. <laughs> it's, it's a fundamental issue. Which might be the police's problem. Which, I mean, right? that's a, it's a, to give them credit here, too, that it's, as soon as humans and psychology and stuff gets involved it's not spreadsheets it's not formulas Mm -hmm. it's not how to build a car it's not something that's so tangible and linear so this is messy and we respect that yes 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 um but yes but to the context of the video the original (laughs) thought was i just want people to stop it doesn't need to be a them versus us right Right? And I think, like, that's always been my message, like, as a person, right? I've never been a me versus you or us versus them. Like, we're all in this together. This world is crazy and it's insane and we're messy. We're, humans are messy. So everything we touch is messy. And if we can understand that and we can get, a, put that aside, we can figure out how to help each other clean each other's messes, mm-hmm. right? Because your mess is going to touch my mess someday and I can't sit and be like, well, no, right? Like, my mess is better than your mess or your mess is more. No, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we really need to recognize that when it comes down to it, whether it's a cop, whether it's a person, there's good people, there's bad people, and there needs to be proper, you know, ramifications for your actions. Mm-hmm. What that is, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just an mm-hmm. idiot. I spouts off occasional business and like nuggets that I learned back in the day. But there's a solution for it. Mm-hmm. And if we can be quiet for a minute and figure out why is this problem happening, we can solve it. On that note, I have nothing more. Right on. But I hope that was a good uh, further elaboration of what we will play KJ's little snippet on this topic from her video in June. And then she's going to talk about social media. For sure. Nice and sweet. Blackandwhitethoughts.com. Go check it out. You can listen to our podcast. You can watch the video. It's connected to our social media. You can learn about us. And most importantly, this video will be up here that we're talking about. But it's also an educational place. So anything that we're talking about, we always throw some stuff up there, the literature, the pictures, everything. So it's a one-stop shop for education. And then you get to see our lovely faces too. Thanks for listening.